Hi, you're listening to Dr. Shamina Johnson, and this is Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina, the podcast that focuses on learning to become conscious and aware so that you can take control of your life in this very challenging world. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode, podcast episode of Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. And of course, I'm your host, Dr. Shamina. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm happy that you're tuning in and glad that you're joining me. So today I'm going to spend some time talking about building trust in relationships and how that involves taking risks. You know, um, in order to get a really deep, intimate relationship, it does involve taking risks. So let's dive into it, right? So relationships, the way I like to look at relationships, they're, it's a full contact sport. Relationships are a full contact sport that involves risk. And if anything, life is a game of risk. From the moment we come into this world to the moment we die, it involves taking risks to navigate relationships, various situations and experiences that you face daily. And with every risk, there is a decision to be made, right? A mental calculation of questions that are always happening and percolating underneath the surface in our psychology. Like, you know, is this a harmful situation or is this a helpful situation for me? Will I get hurt? What if I fail? If I make this decision, will it actually get me what I want? And how you navigate answering those types of questions that are always happening in our own psychology, it can take you down a different path. You know, it's so important to make decisions that involve, that are about risk, not based on anxiety or fear, but from a very sober place where you can look at the situation clearly. And from my experience, whenever I've made decisions, you know, where I have to take a risk and it was from the place of anxiety and fear, it never turned out well. <laughs> you know, at the outset of our relationships, you know, or even when you're dating, you know, many individuals, we all get anxious, right? Um, we don't know this person. We're trying to get to know them. But here's a moment of just asking yourself, how come I'm so anxious about this? What is the reason for the anxiety? How come I'm so anxious? Like, I haven't met this person. Like, there's no reason to be anxious. Like, all I have to do is just really get to know them. But it's, again, in our psychology, and this is where it comes from, the questions of whether or not this will work out or what if this is going to be a bust or what if I get hurt are looming front and center. And many times we focus on the red flags because we've experienced these types of hurts in the past. And so we're trying to circumvent them happening again. You know, you've dated or you've had your heart broken or you've dated maybe a few too many narcissists. 
you might be just hyper aware of your date talking a little too much about themselves or they're not asking any questions of interest to you. Or if you've been in too many situationships that don't evolve into a real deeply committed relationship, you'll find yourself settling into a position of silent protests because you want more, but are afraid to ask for more. Or the opposite could be true for you. When you've had a partner that was engulfing and all-encompassing, maybe controlling, you may create distance and find yourself in a situationship where you don't have to get deep enough to develop any type of level of dependence. And let's not forget the added layer of trauma with a small T. You either try to avoid relationships or you'll repeat the same scenario from prior relationships with ever without ever understanding why. You know, endings to relationships need to be processed because it can shape your whole experience as you move forward to develop new relationships. I mean, when my relationships have ended in the past, I've practically did a lobotomy on my brain of really trying to understand and dig very deep into why, why things broke down. What was my part? What was my partner's part? All of these questions that I wanted to understand and know so that when I get into another relationship, I can be the best version of myself, but I also don't have to come from an anxious position of fear. I can just allow myself to be myself as I enter into these new relationships and take it as it is. You know, when you've ended relationships that have hurt you, you can either look at it from the place of it can be an experience in your history that you learn from, but it doesn't have to inform what you choose to do in your next relationship. How you leave one relationship is key to how you're going to start the next one. But I don't want to minimize looking for red flags, especially when it comes to relationships, because I do believe it is so important. But it's the kind of looking at red flags all the time that can leave you very hyper vigilant and hyper aware, constantly aware of what is happening. Is this the same experience of what I ha- what happened before? What is this that I'm sniffing? Like that kind of threat detector thinking, which can leave you feeling really constricted and avoidant. And it's that type of threat detector thinking that doesn't have to be a dominant theme when you're entering or starting a new relationship. I mean, how many of you have jumped headfirst into the depths of a new relationship? Like I like to say, shoot first, aim later, only to stop yourself after several dates in because it's starting to feel real. You get a dose of reality. It's like the water is starting to look a little too murky or it's a little too deep. It's that type of anxiety that triggers risk, but it's not just risk. It can also be reward that can allow you to go deeper and see relationships in a much more complex way where you understand context, circumstances, emotions. You know, the upside of taking risks is that it helps you build trust over time, trusting yourself and trusting your partner. You know, over the course of a long partnership, you know, issues can pile up like 
relationships do. Whether it's a major transgression or a minor mistake that has compounded, even small mistakes can be corrosive to a relationship when they happen again and again and again. Little things then become big things. And even when the offending partner is working to heal the wounds, your fear may be, your fear and worry may still insist that, oh my God, this is going to happen again. And I don't want to be duped. Does this sound familiar to any of you? I mean, the last thing you want to hear is that it's on you to repair the sense of trust when your partner has broken it. But the part that may be in your court is to hold on to your fear and not act out on your anxieties until you can figure out how you want to handle the situation. You know, real trust is not just about whether or not your partner does or doesn't do what they're going to do. It's also in your ability to trust yourself to handle the situation differently if you experience the things that you fear. But taking a risk is the only way to build trust so that relationships can get better. You know, deep intimacy requires a bit of a trade-off, I've learned over time. (laughs) You know, are you willing to let yourself be vulnerable in pursuit of deep intimacy? Or are you willing, more willing to sacrifice some level of intimacy to avoid being vulnerable? This is such a paradox. And I see, and I'm sure there's a lot of you that kind of, that have experienced this kind of trade-off. But it's the act of taking risk in your relationship that allows you to develop trust and deep intimacy. You know, taking risks is not the same as being reckless. Like we all need a sense of security in our lives. It's okay to stop and assess the water before diving in too deep. You can take that time. To make sure that you feel safe and secure that this is the person that, one, not only that you can trust, that is showing you that you can trust them, but also you feel good about what is how to move forward. You know, I was just thinking as I'm talking to you, like, do you guys remember the trust fall game? You know, the game where you fall back into the hands of others and trust that they're going to catch you. I'm sure many of you will probably, and maybe many of you have played this game, and instead of falling back, you'll place your hands behind you so that you can catch yourself. (laughs) I mean, this may be true if you've had relationships, intimate or familial, in the past, where they have let you fall. Or that you've been dropped so many times that you finally understand that you can't trust them. I mean, that is something to, important to know about those people, too. You know, but real trust is the confidence that even if the water is freezing and someone something bites your toe, you're going to be okay. Allowing someone to catch you will take a lot of trust falls <laughs> to show that they're committed to catching you, being there for you when you are at your most vulnerable. And that might be worth it. Because in relationships, trust isn't a promise to never hurt, be ever be hurt by your partner. It's the risk that if you do hurt each other, you have the confidence that you will come together and you repair and you'll heal it. 
You will support one another. You will be kind. You will have your partner's back. You know, trust, it's just not, it's not just something that happens magically in a relationship because you've decided to be there. It's something you choose to do every day. But if you don't take the risk at all to learn to trust, then you may never get an opportunity to experience a story, your story, in a different way. So that's all I got on trust and relationships. Um, I'll be back soon to talk to you more about relationships. I hope you enjoyed it and take care. Be well. Thank you for listening to Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. Please don't forget to share this on social media and I'll catch you next time.